from Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 468. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsors, Indeed, Electric, and Factor. I'm Federico Viticci, and I'm joined today, as always, well, by two hosts who are together in person. Steven and Mike are together. You're, are you holding hands? We can high five. Uh, I wanted to hold hands, but he wouldn't have it. Okay. Hi. So you just, you just, I, and I think it's fine to buck tradition the way that you just did because we are in the person. So I figure you could introduce us both at the same time. You are together, so you know that's the exception to the rule. I can, I get to introduce you both at the same time because otherwise it would be awkward. What I would just introduce Stephen and you would just sit quite silently next to him. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do as I'm told. There's a lot of old computers here, as you can imagine. Well, are they more than the last time you were there? I think so. It looks like more. Steven, are there more old computers? I don't have to answer oh, that. Come on. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's so many stacks now. There's like a, a few a, more. You haven't even seen the attic. I don't want to. The attic situation's bad. Why? Why? Do you still have them in the house? Why do you still have them in They're the house? They're in the attic. They're not in the house house. No, but like you have all of this. I know. I, can't be- I cannot believe. I need more shelves. I cannot believe that you built this and your loving wife still allows for there to be Max in the house. I cannot believe that that has happened. Well, she just doesn't go in that part of the attic. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just still surprised. Like, it felt like that's what this was supposed to be. Well, I want to put some more shelves in somewhere, and then I can get everything There's out of no there. space for shelves. <laughs> you should have put an attic in this studio. Mm, it's pretty tall in here. Yeah, like you could loft. do that. You could do that. Federico, we're going to talk about your review this week. Uh, but first, let's maybe... Touch base, check in, circle around on what we ordered and how that process went. I saw a lot of people on Mastodon had trouble with the Apple Store app. I did too. In fact, I ordered our phones on the internet, like in a web browser, because the app would not come up for me. How did it go for you? It was perfect. Uh, within four uh, four minutes, I got it done before everything crashed. Um, and I think I just hit the CDN lottery this time around. Uh, I just... Yeah, uh, you did. I obviously had the same, the usual setup with multiple devices opened on different networks. We talked about this strategy years ago. Still holds true, obviously. Still worked. And this time, I got lucky on the iPad with the with the with the app instead of Safari. So uh, yeah, within four minutes, and then it went down, and it wouldn't recover for another 20, 25 minutes. And so I felt pretty lucky there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was just like wanting to peek at things because Stephen had ordered my phone and his phone together and I opened the app at like half past the hour in the UK and it wasn't loading. Jeez. It's like, just, it, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I know it's an incredibly hard job, right? But it is one that they do at least once a year. So it, it's just still a surprise to me that it's so like rickety mm-hmm. still. There's a lot of web objects in there. Yeah. I don't know if that's true anymore or not. It seems like we all chose the best phone. Obviously. Yeah. The, the natural titanium Pro Max is like, so, it's like out to November in most places to try and get one of those. It's very, very, very backordered, which is trendsetters. That's right. I actually have a question about phones that came in from Austin who said, you all mentioned that you're getting the 512 gigabyte 15 Pro Max. What do you need all that space for? Well, I ended up with the terabyte. <laughs> Yeah, Federico, do you want to hear about this? That how I got. How like, do you end up with one terabyte? So here's the thing, right? So these phones, because I'm here, it's complicated for us to get phone. Like I, I don't want to order a phone in the UK because I won't be able to get it, right? So we order it 
in Memphis. It's difficult for me to do that order, so Stephen orders them for us. And so when we do it this way, we have Relay FM pay for the phones, right? And we all agreed we we're going to get five twelve gigabyte, fifteen Pro Max. Then Stephen pops up with his one terabyte, which means I paid for half of that. So I owe you a hundred dollars. Sure. Yeah, you owe me a hundred dollars. <laughs> I I paid for half of this betrayal where he decided to go and get a terabyte. What do you think about that, Federico? It's pretty bad, right? I think it's very bad. Do you want to hear my usage? Yes. Sure. Okay. Photos, 584 gigabytes. I keep my whole photo library on the phone. What? You could never have had a 512 gigabyte phone then. Why was that even a yeah, consideration for well, you? Well, I was thinking about do I want to live without that, but I don't. Uh, 47 gigabytes in messages, 30 gigabytes in music. 13 gigs in day one, five gigabytes in notes. Wow, 13 gigabytes in day one. And then it goes it goes from there. There's a, there's a lot of that's like... It's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of dreams that you have written down, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, a lot of, of dreams care. going in there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, so we'll be picking our phones up the morning of the podcast-a-thon. I have to get up early and go out to the Apple store and then race downtown, like all the way across the county. It's going to be spectacular. I have 340 gigabytes of 512 gigabytes used. So I was I looked at this. I think this will be the last year that I will do 512 because mm. I reckon I'll start bumping up to it. Um, I'm 168 gigabytes into photos. I'm the same. I have all my photos on my device because I just like that. 20 gigabytes in messages, 14 gigabytes in music, 6 gigabytes in overcast, and then it just goes on from there. What do you have, Federico? Let me see. I think I was a... Last time I checked, I was at around three hundred. Um, so where do, where you where do you like? Did you check the iPhone storage or the iCloud storage? iPhone. So storage. iPhone storage. So, so general, iPhone storage. iPhone, iPhone storage, storage. Because I don't keep my photo library uh, downloaded. Oh. Uh, I have a, a one terabyte model on the fourteen Pro Max, and I'm only using uh one hundred and seventy one gigs. <laughs> Yeah, you might have overshot I that one a little bit. Have. With the, with the and I'm not about. sure why I'm not keeping my photo library offline. Because I I think I could. In fact, if I go to iCloud, uh, let's see. I'm only using what for photos? Uh, let's see. Uh, this page is so bad. So my family is using 500 gigs of the two terabyte plan. Yeah, I'm only using 200 gigabytes for iCloud photos myself. 42 gigabytes of iMessage. Wow, and seven gigabytes in iCloud Drive. So we're using we're as a family group we're using about half of the two terabyte plan right now. I'm a little bit concerned that my iCloud photos is at 151 gigabytes. That doesn't make any sense because that seems like less, like and that's for the family. I don't know what's going on there. That's very concerning. I'll try not to think about that <laughs> anymore. So Mike, you're in Memphis. It is September. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. You want to go to stjude.org slash relay to learn more and donate. But we have been raising money for St. Jude since 2019. And since then, we have raised over $2.5 million uh, as a community, which means we've hit our first goal for 2023, but we're not stopping there because St. Jude won't stop into their life-saving work. But we're not stopping there because St. Jude won't stop their life-saving work until no child dies from cancer. With your support, dear listener, we'll be one step closer to that day, one cure closer, one child closer. It's estimated that more than 400,000 children worldwide develop cancer each year, and nearly half of them are never diagnosed. 
Now, in the U.S., more than four out of five children survive cancer, including uh, my son. He's one of the four out of five. But in many developing countries around the world, that number is reversed, with fewer than one out of five children diagnosed with cancer surviving. In fact, the most significant predictor of whether a child will survive cancer or not is where that child lives. That's unacceptable, and it's why in March of 2018, St. Jude became the first and only World Health Organization collaborating center, collaborating, collaborating, either or, clapping center, Mm -hmm. collab, collab, hashtag collab, center for childhood cancer. Uh, The goal of this initiative is to raise the survival rate of six common childhood cancers to 60% by 2030. That's not that far away. And so they've been hard at work. In 2021, St. Jude and the World Health Organization launched the Global Platform for Access to Childhood Cancer Medicines. This aims to provide free chemotherapy medicines in the next few years to as many as 120,000 children around the world with cancer. Just think about that. That's a huge number of kids. That is now in the pilot phase. So that initiative is is up and running. In April of this year, they met with representatives from the program's first few countries to figure out the details of how the process will work to get medicines from ports of entry to hospitals. There's a lot of logistics that go into this. It's one thing to say, hey, we're going to treat a bunch of children but you got to figure out how to do it. And the people at St. Jude and the people at these partner organizations, they're the best at the world at it. So go to stjude.org slash relay to support this important work. Mike, you want to tell people about what we're going to be doing on Friday? Yeah, so this Friday, which is September 22nd, from 12 to 12 U.S. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. So we are doing a 12-hour live stream for the kids of St. Jude from the campus of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. That's starting at 9 Pacific, uh, 11 Central, 12 uh, Eastern. We've got That will be 5 p.m. Uh, British Summertime, 4 p.m. GMT, 6 p.m. Is it Central European time, Federico, that you are in? Um, yes, Central European. Is it, is it, Let's say is Rome it time. summertime, though? I think it's... We're just going to say Rome, Rome time. time. 6 p.m. Rome time. time. Uh, If you're not in Rome, you have to work it out. Uh, There's going to be a 12-hour TT time. 12-hour stream. It's going to be full of shenanigans. Uh, The whole event is focused around Mike versus Steven. We've got a bunch of games and activities that we're going to be playing throughout the day. We've got some fun in-studio guests. We have uh, Jason Snell and Kathy Campbell coming in to help us out, be adjudicators, referees, and participants of the various things that we're doing. we started do we got like we started doing day one of our three day run through and set up yesterday. The set is looking incredible. It's gonna be a fantastic time. You do not want to miss this. It's gonna be on twitch.tv slash relay fm um on Friday, September twenty second. Uh please come and hang out with us. So let's talk about iPhone cases. Okay. Here on the table I have a selection of three cases, Mike, yep. for you to try. Mm-hmm. I have the leather case off my iPhone fourteen Pro Max. So it's got some use on no, no, it. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Make it, make it a, make it, shuffle them up and make it a blind test. Let him touch them. Okay. Oh, that's good. All right. All right. Close your eyes. Okay. Well, I can't see what you're doing anyway, but. Okay. So <laughs> now, now I'll close my eyes. So give me one. Okay. So I'm going to give you a case. Okay. Okay. So you've got, what is it? Peak design. Mm-hmm. But this is the peak design one because it's got rubber on the sides and a big hole mm. in the middle. That's the okay. So here is another case. He's feeling it. He's oh, touching interesting. 
Okay, I think. Said, okay. He looks hungry. <laughs> yeah. <weird. laughs> um, at first touch, I thought this might have been the leather. Huh. But because I, I ran my finger across it in one direction and it was kind of smooth. But and when going back, I think this is fire woven. Mm. Okay. Here's the last one. This is actual leather. Yep. Yeah. You got 100%. Okay. That leather case is messed up. So yeah, it's, it's got some it's got some age on it. I will say, Federic, have you tried one of the fine woven cases yet? No, I do, I don't have mine yet. I don't like this. Okay. <laughs> so this case to me feels like a high end paper. Oh, paper. Mm. Yeah, I've 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 uh, experienced some papers with the texture which is similar to this, and so I'm. I don't know. I don't think that this was the right move. I genuinely just think that they should have either doubled down with all silicon or they should have created something more akin to the peak design where it's like we're just going to go all in on this being a fabric. And I think that they've landed something in the middle where they've tried to create this fabric case that has a leather-like feel where like Stephen feel this the, the edges and the back feel like completely different materials. Yeah, the edges feel like the They're leather like a rubbery yeah, kind of. Yeah, like rubbery and then there's a seam yeah in between the back and the side. It feels way cheaper than what I paid for it. Yeah, I think they whiff big time on this. I I don't think that this is a good I do not think that this is a good replacement. No. For people who had the leather case. I don't either. So I figured that they should have just gone in a completely different direction rather than trying to create something like this. Now, what is interesting about the fine woven case is they cover the action button like a like one of the volume buttons. So you get, it's not metal, it's plastic, but you get a hard button there. And the peak design just has a big hole in the side of it where the action button's going to be. So I'm a little worried about that. But I really like the peak design case. That'll be my daily, I think. This is interesting. So the well, it's not really that interesting, but it's just the thing I noticed. <laughs> We're talking uh, about iPhone cases. Yeah, the, the buttons, like, the, pla- the little plastic buttons do move yeah. on the mm-hmm. on the case. Like they have like a little movement. It's not just like a pressure because like a lot of cases, it's like you're just pressing a piece of silicone or whatever, and it and it's actuating the button just because there's pressure. Including on the, the old Apple leather case. Look, those buttons don't move. Yeah, they don't. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be intrigued to see what people at large think of this, but. I don't, I don't like the look of it, and and now I'm like, I definitely don't want that on a watch band. But I'm, I want to try that out too. I want to see what that feels like. But I'm not a, f- I'm. You can count Mike Hurley in the not a fan of the fine woven material. Wow, you you must hate the environment. Well, I would say that there. Are- I was sort of expecting you, you, you were gonna go with. You know what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? No, I, I'm, I'm fine with the environment. I hate cows. Mm. That's my whole thing. Mm. You know. Hmm. That's my whole thing. Okay. Yeah, it I it feels like a swing and a miss, and I wonder if they're going to tweak it. Like I feel like I would be happier with it if it had some sort of like the textures what bothers me. Yeah, are you saying they need to refine. I was gonna Robin? say that. The- oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just waiting for my moment, and you stole it from me. <laughs> So this is the benefit of being in person. I could see that he was about to take a little pause, and so I could just jump in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I'm very curious what people think about this. So as you uh, get these in your hands, send us some feedback. We'd love to hear about it. Connectfeedback.com. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Indeed. 
What's a game where no one wins, Mike? Chess. Also, the waiting game. When it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed because it is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, just wandering around hoping that candidates with the right skills fall in your lap, you can use Indeed's powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Indeed streamlines hiring with powerful tools that find you match candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the very moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Indeed's hiring platform really is great because it gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements, making an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to TalentNest 2019. Join more than the 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. My next-door neighbor just started a new job, found it on Indeed. There you go, because it's the easiest and fastest way to That's do right. so. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash connected. This offer is good for a limited time, so claim your $75 credit now at Indeed, that's I-N-D-E-E-D, Indeed.com slash connected, to support the show by saying you heard about it on this, your favorite podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of the show and Relay FM. So today, as we we're recording, uh, iPhone reviews started to drop. Um, I've got a few in the show notes, um, mostly videos, because that's who I am. Um, and I went through and watched a few of them. What I'll say is nothing here seems surprising. I think that, the, you know, like of all of this stuff, MKBHD kind of didn't really do a review. Like, And I think that that's going to be the case for a lot of creators, maybe. Like, it isn't a super long time. Like, they've only had, like, a handful of days. But there's a bunch of, like, early impressions and reviews. And, you know, he'll do one later on, which I'm sure we'll dive more into the camera stuff. Um, and I kind of uh, summarized uh, a little bit of some of the points that they were making. So in MKBHD's review, he was talking about the fact that the, this is PVD coated, right? The pro phones. And I'm going to focus mostly on the pro phones here because it is what I'm most interested in. Um, and he was saying that, you know, a PVD coating as opposed to an anodization can chip. Like if you were to drop one of these phones, especially ones in the darker colors, you may chip it and see through to the underneath the coating, which could be intriguing. What came to mind for me is that Apple has done PVD coating. Now, granted, on steel... I think, I think also the dark titanium watch like Jason Snell has is PVD coated. And that hasn't seemed to be a big problem on the watches. So I'm not as concerned about that as as he seemed to be. I don't think he was concerned. He sort of raised the question, but I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. And even if it is, remember that cool black iPhone? They yes. used to get all chips and stuff. That yeah. looked good. I yeah, know people the, the iPhone like 5. It. They only did it one year and then we got Space Gray. But, I mean, exactly your point, right? Aluminum does this too. And so I don't know if they're introducing like a new sort of failure point. Now, we'll see. Like in a year, if all these phones look like the Millennium Falcon, then then we know. What I found more interesting about the finishes, both in MKBHD's video and others, basically everyone gravitates towards the natural finish. Yeah. Everyone's a natural person. Yeah, naturalists. 
we're all naturalists now. Uh, that it's this, you know, the natural is the best. It's the most striking. It's the most interesting um, of the colors, and it actually. You know, if you're intrigued about the fact that your phone has a new material, this is the one that shows that most, really. Like, the black one, they just painted it black, you know, and the blue one, they just painted it blue. At least with the natural titanium and maybe the white, they try and give it at least some kind of effect, you know? Um, well, yeah, it's like I feel like the... the I would, I would honestly have said the same for both the gold and the white stainless steel ones where they, they were shinier, you know, they were more reflective... There's a lot of people uh, plugging the phone into other things and seeing what happens. So these phones now do act as kind of battery banks. So you can, if I had a phone, so Federica, me and you both have the new iPhone, and I have 90% battery and you have 60% battery. If we plug a USB-C cable between our two phones, my phone will charge your phone. I hope you're excited about that. Uh, obviously, this will also work for like accessories, right? right. So we, we knew this already. You can plug the AirPods in, but it will also work for other devices as well. So that's a thing that can happen. Oh, that's nice. And MKBHD, like others as well, is very happy with the flexibility of the action button. But he raises a thing that Alison Johnson also raises at The Verge, which is like, it would be kind of nice to have a double press yeah. action to do something else which this feels like one of those things that happens every time they add a new feature like this of like well one is good but what if we could do more and like <laughs> i remember people saying this about the apple watch ultra as well right that like well i can do one thing but what if i double tapped it and it's, apple never did anything like that right but given that it's an iphone they might at this point because they have i assume you know much more feature requests and feedback yeah. than from an apple watch ultra which I, and I totally agree. I think it would be lovely to have um, twice the customization features, you know. Because you know you have to tap and hold. Maybe you could like tap once and then tap and hold, right? And that would act as a double. Well, you press and hold. That's what I mean. So like yeah. you, so you like instead of because you press and hold, right? To to make it do a thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you press and then press again, right? maybe so it's like press and hold and you still have back tap like that hasn't gone away yeah has anyone ever does he use that no i, I it, didn't it, work it, for me it it never worked when i wanted to trigger it yeah. but then i'd walk around with my flashlight on in my pocket all the time so i gave Is up on a flashlight it. in your pocket federico uh do, do you ever use the back tap no i i tried to set it up but i never remember to use it i just it's one of those things where you know if i don't see it I don't remember it exists. It's not widely used. No, I'm trying to think of like a way to describe it. It like it is not a very not like graceful is not the word I'm looking for, but like it it's just not a very delightful interaction. Like tapping the back of the phone to do a thing. You've always been against tapping things. Like you always dislike tapping AirPods too. Yeah, I hated that because I didn't want to tap the side of my head. Like, I'm just not into you that. You are a tapping... Yeah, I'm, I'm anti-tapping, unless it's nose-related. I'll nose-tap. Yeah. But, like, if it's any... I will not tap anything with my fingers. I just won't do it. It's uh, it's not it's not delightful. Uh, Alison Johnson at The Verge says that it's very... It feels very good to hold the Pro Phones. I, I can't get my head around this. Like, I, I'm very excited for Friday because lots of people, including Stephen, have said, like, it just feels nicer to hold. And, like... I'm looking at the images in the videos and I can't see what's different. Yeah, it's it's very subtle. I think in Allison's, I think it was in Allison's video, there was a shot of a 14 Pro and a 15 Pro on a table, like looking flat. Yeah, I couldn't see a difference. 
uh, it, it is very subtle, but where the where all the joins are on the 14th, like the screen of the sides is all 90 degrees. There's just a little bit of a radius there. And it makes the phone look a little bit thinner, and it's it's definitely more comfortable to hold. I think the comfort, because I also I also in the hands on played with the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus, and those feel better too. But the Pros feel even more betterer, and I think that's I think that's the radius plus the weight reduction. Okay, and that is another thing, right? The weight reduction. I'm intrigued. Like I just don't really know what to expect there. Johnson says that the five times lens looks good and allows for you to be able to take photos of things that you wouldn't otherwise. That's kind of what I was hoping to hear. Like it was the only sense of this that really landed with me was this idea that there are where I feel like I don't need a 5X lens specifically is because there are photos I'm just deciding not to take because I can't get what I want Mm -hmm. and that maybe this will provide that. Uh, Matt Panzerino, who I don't, I feel like I missed this, is leaving. To oh yeah, Coach. yeah. Did you know this? He announced it I think last week, and today's episode of Decoder. That's where it alerted me. I must have missed this somehow. Yeah, TechCrunch absorbed some other organization, and their leaders taking over for for Matt. But um, he had a ten year run there, like, and he's done such a great job. We're, we're big fans. I really hope that he goes indie. And write some stuff. And then I also really hope that he starts a cooking YouTube channel. And, Matt, if you want to do a tech podcast, get in touch. <laughs> no more shows. I would I would break the rule for Matthew Panzerino. Uh, we'll see. Panzerino says that the Pro Max is the phone to get. Like, just that's the one. Um, and he actually said, for him, it's more than any time in history. Like, the, of them having the bigger phones that this one makes the most sense. Like he is, he says the five times zoom lens is a triumph. Like he was big on this lens. And like one of the things that, so he did a video review, which I watched and really enjoyed. Um, one of the things that he's really talking about a lot is that the five times lens and the, the new portrait features, right? Where you can apply the portrait effect after the fact, uh, emblematic of something that he feels Apple's doing with the new camera stuff, which is you just take a picture and deal with it later, which is yeah. a way easier thing, like having to necessarily choose the mode that the iPhone is more and more helping you to take the best photo and then letting you do something later on to make it even better. I thought that was a really interesting insight. And you even have that with the 24 megapixel output where you're getting sort of the best of the 12 and the 48 megapixel data capture and it's merging them. And you can turn that on on the 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max. I have not I have not tried it. The 24 megapixel? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yes. I'm pretty sure. No, because I know what you can turn on is the, is the Heath. Maybe that's what it that's is. That's what it is. The 24 megapixel. So fake, I don't think you can. fake news. So we're you, checking because I've turned it on the, the Heath um, raw file. That's what I'm thinking of. That's yes, what my, you my can apologies. Turn on. Yeah, my. and I have turned that on. So like now I have. It's called Heath Max, uh, and I've turned that on. But you can't turn on 24. Call me Heath. Mister Max is my yeah. father. <laughs> so yeah, watching these reviews, I continue to be excited. I'm very intrigued about the new camera stuff and the way this phone is going to feel and i guess i look forward in the future to full-on console gaming it's made me think a lot about the iphone 7 and 7 plus because that was the first time we got the dual camera system and what that 
let us do in like the very early days of portrait photos. And those early ones are, are pretty bad in hindsight, but it unlocked a new type of photography on an iPhone. And it feels like this year is another one of those type of years, not only because the big phone has cool tricks, the other one doesn't, but we are moving into this era. Like we, we've on the road to computational photography. This feels like a big step. And I'm I'm really excited to get my hands on it on Friday. More, I think more excited than I've been in the last couple of years. Yeah, me too. My excitement is mostly around getting my Apple Watch on Saturday. Like I'm more excited for Airport Ultra than I am the iPhone. What uh, what metal is that Apple Watch Ultra made out of? I'm very much over my Series Seven. I really just want it gone. Like I'm I'm done with it. And I've seen you wear it this week. Yeah. And so Mary has a Series eight but it's the small one so i'm used to that but i haven't seen like a regular like a the the bigger size of the regular watch in a while like you know i was like oh man that looks small he's watch shaming me federico can you believe this have you tried on the ultra yeah you tried uh, on sparks yes it's the only one i i was able to get away with it i never tried one on and then when i saw david in november he just put it in my hand and said put it on he's a real enabler and i wore it for like half an hour and decided then i was gonna buy it yeah but wait it and oh boy can i you know i'm gonna be so it's gonna be so good when i can uh do stuff you'll be the only one of the three of us who can try the second generation ultra wideband thing and i can also do the double tap the pinchy yeah pinchy but that's, that's in october i feel like i missed that yeah I heard it's that on a coming later a couple of days yeah. ago there's so much stuff that's not shipping there's an article on max stories outlining all that i know i spoke about it on upgrade imagine that i i referenced this article and put it in the show notes of upgrade and used it to talk about thank things you. that are coming later anytime thank you actually because you did the work so i didn't have to well, I think no i d- no Thanks. i did the thank- work actually I ran through the whole list of features and organized them by platform and sent the list to John and John put it together as a story. So it was a joint So what effort. you're saying is John is John is stealing no, the byline. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that Stephen was like, oh, I no, John did all the work. But actually, I also did the work. I'm going to log in and change that one to be published by, <laughs> by Mac Story staff. Oh <laughs> but what I just think it's really strange though that John didn't credit you, Federico. Yeah. What's the little hat tip thing we were supposed to do on Twitter back in the day? Hat tip. H slash T. I I realized yesterday that I ended up um somehow on tech meme for the review and I thought, wow, that's a that's a thing I haven't thought about in a while. You know, tip tip at tech meme. Tip tech meme. Tip tech meme. I'm just really surprised that you just not mentioned it all in this article, Federico. I just don't know. I, did did you upset OTJ? Is no, he mad at no, you? No, no, I mean, I I only put together the list. He, he brought it up as a story. So okay, it, I'm just saying that Stephen presents me as a slacker, and I'm not. He does. He does. I mean, he took that, but I will just say the masthead of Mac Stories is by Federico, Federico Vitici and friends. That's a very old logo that needs to be changed. John, John's just a friend. Yeah, you gotta. You know, they're just friends. They're just friends. Jo- <laughs> Federico put John in the friend zone. 
Wow. <laughs> That's what happened. John listened to I, I I thought that maybe Federico John was mad at you because like you took him hostage for the review. Like there there are many screenshots of like FaceTime and stuff mm-hmm. where I'm like looking at it and I'm like, Federico just said, John, I need to FaceTime you. And then they just had a FaceTime call and you made him stick a thumbs up at you and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, well, we did that last month. So it wasn't like this sort of thing that he had to do for a whole week just before the review. So we, 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 did, we did it in <laughs> stages. And that FaceTime call was only 10 minutes, like three weeks ago. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Mm. Um, but John read the whole thing in like two days or something with edits. So it did a lot of work for the review. He's a trooper. He's one, one true mm-hmm. trooper, mm-hmm. Is that guy. Let me tell you, he's putting in the work over there. Is that John Voorhees? Is John working on a macOS review? He is, right? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he wasn't happy like Jason. It's one of my favorite moments. I don't know if either of you heard I it. I saw the video. Yeah, where the video is actually really good. I'll find the video and put it in the show notes where I got to break to Jason when the when macOS was coming out. He yeah. didn't know. And you can see the moment where his soul yes. leaves his body. Mm-hmm. The video is is much better than the the actual podcast moment of it. It's very, very funny. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Electric. When you're leading your small business, it's not all glamorous. In fact, sometimes it's a matter of spending hours onboarding an employee, which you're well-equipped to deal with, of course, but maybe you just don't have the time anymore. The team over at Electric knows that small businesses, maybe like yours, face these challenges. That's why they are on hand to help with the time-consuming parts of your business, like standardizing device security with best-in-class device management software so you can implement best practices across the board and be ready to scale. An employee onboarding and offboarding done for you, saving you an average of eight hours per request. Plus, Electric will help you keep a single point of visibility into your whole IT environment to control your devices, networks, and applications, while also simplifying the reporting, allowing you to achieve and maintain compliance. And Electric provides proactive IT recommendations and automated workflows to make IT easier to manage than ever, even for non-technical users. If you're hearing this and you think, hey, my company could use some of these services, but you're not sure where to start, Electric's experts will guide you through the process of establishing standardized IT processes for your organization. Delegating is super important in a small business. It's a lesson that all of us have learned over the years. And there are things that maybe we did at the beginning that we just don't need to do anymore because things have gotten too busy. And Electric is a great team to partner up with and take some of that load. For connected listeners, Electric is offering a free pair of Beat Solo 3 headphones for taking a qualified meeting. Just go to electric.ai slash connected. That link is in the show notes. It's electric.ai slash connected. Go there now to get your free pair of Beat Solo 3 headphones for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of the show and Relay FM. I would like to welcome to the show the man of the hour, Federico Vatici. It is me. Welcome, Federico. A little round of applause for Federico. Oh, you did it. Thank you. iOS and iPadOS 17 review has been published. Uh, how are you feeling? It's like 24 hours out. How are you feeling? Ah, very good. Very good. Very tired. Very tired, but very good. Yeah. And I am mostly just very happy that my my plan worked. Uh, that I was able to put this one together in different stages. 
right? Uh, a lot of work done up front in June and July, take a few vacations in August, and then finish it all up in less than three weeks at the end of August, uh, just before, you know, review season in September. So, yeah, uh, I, I feel I feel very happy, very glad that it's done and that I don't have to worry about a massive article for the next uh, nine months. This was the first review post Twitter. Yeah, yes. For us. Yes. Did that change your experience? I got to be honest. All? Yeah. Um, yesterday, in the, you know, for the sake of honesty, this is a safe space. Yesterday, I missed Twitter. I really did. I can imagine there was a sense maybe of it feeling a little underwhelming, the response. It really did. And for a couple of reasons, obviously, because I, you know, I, there's fewer people who follow me on Mastodon than there used to be on Twitter. And Twitter was just f faster and, you know, the, busier at these times of year. And it also yeah. doesn't help that I broke Mastodon for a few minutes. <laughs> Our Mastodon <laughs> process restarted a couple of times. And by nature, the nature of Mastodon itself is that your federated posts, they don't immediately go out to other servers. They may take a few minutes. And so as a result of those bugs and the nature of Mastodon, some people missed my announcement. And some other people had to wait several minutes for to see the announcements. Whereas Twitter was always real yeah, time. I wanted to boost yeah, it. Yeah. And I was like sitting there for like 10 minutes waiting for the post to appear. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday I really missed Twitter. And but then again, you know, uh it's it is what it is. I don't want to use Twitter anymore. Uh so Besides that, I mean, obviously the response for being sort of only announced on Mastodon also because I cannot use threads. I did post it on Instagram and that was fun. It's actually doing better than I expected on Instagram compared to, to what I thought it was going to do. Um, but it still feels like despite the lack of Twitter, uh, which was always great for these events, but I still feel very good and I'm still very happy that it's out there and that people have liked the the graphics and the animation and the sort of the structure that I chose for the chapters. Um, it was a different review than usual, not just because I, um, not just because there wasn't Twitter for me to announce it, but also because I took a different approach with the, with the, you know, with the actual putting together the story. I took a different approach with the table of contents. I returned to offering a single review for two operating systems. So it's iOS and iPadOS back together once again. Um, all these new things um, I, I didn't do for the first time in forever. I didn't do a shortcuts chapter. There's no standalone shortcuts chapter. It's just a section in the apps chapter. So well, you would have struggled to do it. I think. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't exactly. I wasn't exactly <laughs> kind to that. Um, yeah. But yeah. So the, the combination of of all these things made working on the review really fun, exhausting, obviously, but still very rewarding. And it feels so nice to have, you know, my ninth review done. And next year, it's going to be my 10th wow. annual review, which yeah, is... Yeah, baby. I don't want to think about it. Don't try not to. It's too soon. Uh, I have one chapter left to go. Um, it's very, very good. The vibes are good. Uh, I I was reading most of it on my iPhone in the Miami oh. airport. 
which <laughs> I don't even know if you know about this story yet, Federico. I'll tell you about it okay. later on, but I spent the night in the Miami airport. Um, and I really enjoyed it. You. I, it. You know, this the last couple of years, I mean, I said it before, it, it just suits me. Like the, the length and the tone and the style like really suit me as a reader. So, I mean, I would just say I, I really enjoy it more than I ever have. I just think you're doing a very, very Thank good you. job. I think it is testament to you that you could be nine years in and be doing a vastly better job all the time. It's like kind of wild. Like I don't actually know how you manage it. So bravo oh, to you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's, that makes me, that's very nice to hear. Um, it's always a struggle, you know, to, um, for me to be, for me to strike the kind of tone that makes the review enjoyable for me to put together, but also for people to read. Because ultimately, you know, mm. what good is a review if nobody reads it? And so striking that balance of, is it actually enjoyable? Like, can you, can you, uh, can you take this thing and sit down with an iPad or a Kindle and have a cup of coffee or a drink, whatever, and just enjoy reading it? But is it also useful? Like, is it also, because I, I do this for, I do these things for me, right? Uh, I write these things for me and I try to find a way to to find some financial sense for people as well. Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't do it for the glory uh, alone uh, because I have, you know, <laughs> I have a mortgage to pay. Uh, but like I, one of my priorities, besides being an enjoyable piece of writing, it's also, it's got to be well-documented. It's got to be like, does it have historical value? And I don't mean to sound so like exaggerated with that but in this very specific corner of the world you know a, a guy who reviews an operating system i want to believe that there is st some historical value to the screenshots and these details you know if only you know years from now somebody like steven will be an ios historian you know like that sounds weird as a thing yeah. to say but hey somebody 20, 30 years from now, we'll start collecting iPhones and be like, oh, look at these old computers. And and maybe they'll look back at, you know, these reviews. And so that that's also the thing I got to prioritize. Uh, and obviously the, the final part of, so there's the enjoyment of the story. There's the technical part of the story and there's the uh, experience of the story, like everything around it. You know, so the ebook and the things that I get to do every year as fun little extras. Um, and every year I try and do something different. And I have already some ideas for my 10th review next year. Uh, but this year I did the ebook and I did a making of, instead of doing it as I always do on Mac Stories Weekly, where I'm going to do something else, I did it on App Stories. And then I commissioned two Obsidian plugins. Um, that mm -hmm. I ended up using myself and, and I realized, well, maybe these are also useful for people. And everything came together. Uh, it took me about 80 hours total uh, for this project. It's uh, 33,000 words, uh, less than 35K, which I told you I was going to hit and you guys were very skeptical. Yeah. But it's 33, 33K <laughs> total. Hey, look, you did a good job last year, but we know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. and so like it, it, we could. It would have been. I think the odds would have been on le over thirty-five. So, but I'm very happy that you got it under yeah. thirty-five. Yeah. Under thirty-five, eighty hours, and uh, yeah, that's how I did it. 
one thing new this year is the chapter on intelligence. And I think we spoke yes. about this a couple of weeks ago. Apple obviously has a big push there. What made it, what elevated it for you to the point of, hey, this needs to be its own section? The um, I always try and come up with a list of chapters at WWDC because there you always have a pretty good sense of the kind of features that Apple wants you to focus on for a new version of iOS and iPadOS. Um, and plus you're talking to people, you're talking to developers, you get an idea of what is actually like, what are some of the core themes this year? And as I was putting together my list of, of se uh, potential sections at the time in the notes app, eventually I went back to Obsidian, well, of course, um, I realized, well, there, there's all these things, right? There's Siri and there's the autocorrect, which is fantastic. There's all the new stuff in visual lookup and sort of my guiding light for all of this was the Vision Pro. There's a brand new platform and device coming out in a few months, which are almost entirely based on intelligence, right? Entirely based on hand recognition, on augmented reality. That's like intelligence turning into the OS itself. And so I figured, well, if I want to review Vision OS in the future, which I think is most likely my future, start reviewing Vision OS 2, or maybe instead of iOS and iPadOS, I don't know what my, what my future holds. I think I want to make it to 10 reviews at least, um, but I don't know what's coming after that. We'll see. But I know that I want to write about Vision OS, and I know that I want to review Vision OS. And so I figured, well, maybe a good way to start preparing for that as an exercise for me as a writer as well would be to have a chapter all about these features. And also because it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, from the standpoint of our, like, when you consider our jobs, which is we talk about Apple stuff, we talk about a tech company. What is this tech company doing? They are investing heavily into these things. And so for me to not to write about them would be a disservice to people. So it felt like a good thing to do for me personally, but also the right thing to do given the topics that we cover. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I have been thinking about Vision OS as an operating system more and more because right now or it's obviously it's not out and right now it's sort of hard to separate the os from the hardware in my mind now now you two use it i haven't so i'm from an outsider perspective but kind of in the way that that was true of the iphone right in the beginning it was iphone firmware updates right it was like a very different thing but eventually maybe on day one but eventually Vision OS will have its own identity sort of separate from the hardware, especially if there's more than one model in the future. So I think you're right to be thinking about that now and kind of turning that over in your mind before you have to make a yeah. decision. Yeah, exactly. Like, but like start exercising now, you know, okay, so how do you write about the keyboard? How do you write about um, you know, things that get recognized in pictures. Before, these were always treated as features of um, other apps, like Visual Lookup, I would write about in the context of the Photos app. And Siri would just be its own little section, maybe, I think at some point it was like this appendix to the shortcuts chapter or something. So th this time I wanted to talk about them more broadly from... A single perspective, like these are all the intelligence features that Apple 
works on. Um, at some point in this review, uh, there was a chapter that I cut that was supposed to be an AirPods and audio chapter. Um, and right. I didn't uh, publish it. In fact, I didn't write anything about AirPods because uh, potentially contrarian opinion incoming. I really, really dislike the new adoptive audio setting of the new AirPods. Yeah, I'm not sold on it. I'm, I'm try- <laughs> I've been trying it on and off and I... What I don't like about it is I feel like my head is under pressure mm-hmm. too much. Yeah, it's, it's got that. Because it's, it's slightly muffled. It's, like all the time yes it and so it has a weird feeling where it's like i can still hear things but i still can feel the noise cancellation so i'm not i'm trying it like i'm not i'm not giving up on it yet like i i keep turn like toggling it on um and the personal volume and conversational awareness i think are actually pretty decent but not perfect so i'm trying those out too but yeah it is a this feels like a thing where it's very 1.0, a lot of these AirPods features, and they need to be to be yeah. tweaked a bit. I said this on Upgrade, Federico, I think you would enjoy this. So I've been using the, the conversational awareness, right, where you can talk to someone. Um, when I brush my teeth, it pauses my music. That's incredible. And I don't know exactly what it is. Like, is it the sound of the electric toothbrush? The sound is coming from inside the head. Yes, but that's just such a... What is it? I talk like... That's how I talk to people, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe there's a weird tone in my voice, but yeah, it when I brush my teeth, it keeps pausing my music. Yeah, so I felt like I don't really like this feature. I felt like I needed more time to test it. These uh, AirPods functionalities, they change and they are tweaked more often in the late cycle of the beta compared to say Safari in iOS 17. So I thought this chapter is not going to be fun to write. It's not going to be good enough for people. We even had um, uh, images done with Michael Stieber for the chapter. But, uh, Which are also good, by the way. I meant to mention this. Those animations and images are just fantastic. Yeah, Michael, has, Michael is, is improving every year and he does such a, an incredible job. Also, like listening to my very specific feedback, uh, which I know that I can be, I know that I can be a lot to work with uh, because I'm a bit of a control freak in every single aspect of my life, I mean, but especially you're preaching to the choir right now, you know. But especially saying. with this review, this, <laughs> this thing is my baby, you know, and mm-hmm. so I care about it a lot. But thankfully, Michael is very patient and very. Um, upfront in terms of when it comes to some things that can be done or cannot be done which is something i it's a quality i appreciate in people so anyway yeah that chapter was not going to be good enough i thought and so it was uh, cut from the table of contents i don't know i think uh the, the, i think there was this one theme uh which is widgets everywhere ios is a pretty you know minor release uh, right there's a bunch of features here and there yeah i asked adina to update her phone last night and this morning she said so what's different i'm like ah. uh, i said <laughs> yeah, like exactly I, you'll see stuff you'll see stuff that's that's kind of that was my answer exactly like that's the idea like people will upgrade and they won't notice and maybe they'll notice like oh there's this new thing here there's a new thing there so the, the one thing for me and for the people like us uh, that was worth writing about was the interactive widgets. That's where I spent most of the time, most of the energy testing widgets, talking to developers, trying to have examples in the story to paint a more complete picture. 
Um, that was the key theme that I also sort of talk about again in the conclusion. And iPadOS was pretty easy uh, in the sense that they, Apple didn't really do a lot of work on, on iPadOS this year beyond Stage Manager, which fixes things that we complained about last year. And I hear, I hear that more is coming. I will say, I, I would like to just to stop, stop you there a second. Yes. I, I understand what you're saying. I wouldn't necessarily say they didn't do a lot of work. Like it really does feel like they really Oh no no yeah stage I meant manager. beyond stage manager. Like beyond stage manager yeah. what is in iPad OS seventeen. I can't believe the camera like, stuff, I, the camera I can't stuff believe sure. that contact posters aren't in in on iPad OS. Wait they're not? No. Why? Like some stuff I understand that is just like why? Like what? Like oh, we don't know how to make the images they have big. To have a feature for next year. But it's not even really a feature, is it? I, I like it, but it's like it's you know, it's not like widgets or whatever. Where like next year it'll be like oh wow, widgets on the iPad. Yeah, I called somebody yesterday, and I guess they'd already updated iOS 17. Like oh, you're the first like it's nice. They're like you're the first big picture I've seen. I like I like that people can set them. And I like that you can set them for people. Like, I like that you have both of those options to you because that, that's yeah. like a cool thing. Um, uh, Federico, yeah. I wanted to ask you, uh, I, I, I don't, I'm sorry if I've, I've stopped your train of thought there. If you had no, another no, no, thing you wanted to say. Okay. Uh, do you think you will do a review of 17.1? Oh, yeah. I think so. I did it before. Because it's probably going to be pretty big, right? I did it before. Right? Uh, I'm pretty sure that I did last year. I did 16.2. When Apple brought brought out external displays for Stage Manager, I did a story. Yeah, it's not unusual for me to do a follow-up uh, with these big releases. And it sounds like it's going to be another big release. There's a bunch of things that were cut from, from 17. And I'll, here's what I was saying, that I hear that more Stage Manager stuff is potentially coming very soon. Um, not sure if it, you know, that means 17.1, but maybe... Um, which, by the way, I uh, was sort of expecting today to see a 17.1 beta. Maybe it's going to be next week, though. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, I don't think Apple is done working on Stage Manager. And to your point, yes, I do think that they actually rewrote at least parts of the whole thing. Because it looks very similar and it tries to keep a lot of the same guiding principles. But in practice, it feels very different from last year's Stage Manager. Well, good work, Federico. I look forward to finishing it. I, I have I have like one and a half chapters left to finish the apps chapter, and then the kind of I don't remember the name, oh, like the everything the, else. Everything like the, else goes goes down smoothly. It's like a fresh glass of yeah, fresh glass imagine. of water. It's like <laughs> a palate cleanser. And the 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 see for the future, something that I want to optimize more in my process. This is something that I was discussing with Sylvia this week, and that I'm gonna try and do better for next year. Um, this apps chapter is getting out of control. There's, a, there's stuff in the apps chapter that I'm surprised is in there, like messages in Safari. And there's apps I couldn't cover in time because I just couldn't, I couldn't cover Freeform. There's a bunch of changes there. I couldn't cover Translate, which got completely redesigned in iOS 17. And we'll have to follow up on these things um, throughout the course of September on Mac Stories. But this is something I want to optimize more for next year. I think I need more help from other writers, from other people, to talk about all the apps that Apple makes. And I think in the review, I just got to cover the essentials. Like, uh, I mean, for example, I love, you know, uh, a clock. <laughs> just, this is just an example. But like, I think I got to come up with a list of what are the core like apps that have ramifications 
elsewhere in the system. Obviously, I get to write about Safari and messages and photos. But like, there are things that maybe I can choose not to write about and have them be standalone pieces, you know, outside the context of the review. Because otherwise, it's just getting out of hand for me at this point. Like covering yeah. 20 different apps, it also becomes this log of a chapter and it's not fun and sure maybe it's useful from an historical perspective but remember it's got to be both useful and enjoyable and i think that chapter has gotten too long as apple keeps making more apps because they sure keep making them and there's journal coming out soon so there's going to be one more this episode of connected is brought to you by factor with the busy fall season already in swing you might be looking for wholesome convenient meals for jam-packed days Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. We've got some Factor meals delivered to the house, and they have been a big hit with the family. thing that I enjoy, because I'm not a very sophisticated cook, not a very, I'm not a chef, right? Like, I can do some simple things. It's super easy to get these going. And at the end of it, you have something really awesome you can share with your family. With Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. And you have more than 34 flavor-packed options to choose from every week. And if you want something special, level up with Gourmet Plus. These are options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. So you can treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like uh, broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, asparagus. Plus, you can keep your energy up with lunch to go. Factors effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers. No microwave required. Then to finish your order, choose from 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites and smoothies you can rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice because factor offset 100 of their delivery emissions to your door along with sourcing renewable electricity and featuring sustainably sourced seafood this september get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door ready in just two minutes no prep and no mess Head to factormeals.com slash connected50 and use the code connected50 to get 50% off your first box. That's all in the show notes, but the code is connected50 and the URL factormeals.com slash connected50 and you'll get half off your first box. Our thanks to Factor for the support of the show and Relay FM. So one of the milestones that we had for the fundraising of the St. Jude campaign was that uh, we would audit Stevens Mac. So when Federico was away, uh, I presented my Mac setup to Stephen uh, for an audit. It, the idea was he would go through and make some suggestions about how to make my Mac better. Now, Federico, I would like to take a different tact with the audit today, and I'm hoping that you'll be able to join me. I would like to point out to Stephen the things that he does that are unnecessary because I'm sure that there are many of them. Things that he does with his computer that there is no need to do, that they are excessive in some way, and or hoarder-like. 
And I think that it would be really good for us to try and dig some of these out today from Stephen and challenge him as to why he is the way that he is. And so he can really take a long look in the mirror and think about himself. What do you think about I that? I love it. Let's, let's, let's take him down a peg. <laughs> so I would like to start. I have three. So we have in the in in the show notes here the dock, the menu bar, and a photo of Stephen's desk. Now, Federico is my partner in crime here. What I would like you to do is take a look at some of these images and maybe try and formulate some some questions about like why are you the way that you are. I have three to start with. So, Stephen, I would like to know how much storage is in your MacBook Pro, please. Eight terabytes. Do you think that might be a bit too much? No, because I hover around four normally. So being on a four terabyte machine would be difficult. Why do you have four terabytes of stuff on I don't your computer? I have to answer that. You do. This is the order. This is the point of it. Like, what is what what consists of this four terabytes? Where is that being taken up? Let's see. I mean, it's mostly. Do I have Daisy Disk installed? I do have Daisy Disk installed. Let's see what Daisy Disk says. Well, let's it, let us let it do its thing. Okay. Other apps are available, like Clean My Mac, which is what I use for this stuff. While we're talking about storage, I noticed in a screenshot, I think it was the menu bar one, that not only do you have your drive on your desktop, yes. you have the amount of storage space used. Why do you need that? Why do you do that? So I want to feel better about spending so much money on this laptop. So you just want to be reminded. <laughs> so, but isn't it bad, though? Like, it reminds you that you got 8 terabytes no, of internal I mean, storage on your MacBook Pro? That's definitely a hangover from the days where I had, like, a, you know, 40 gigabyte hard drive and a PowerBook or something. Do you not think about, like, the price per terabyte added to every computer. Like, because if you had this all in off-board storage, right, sure. then you don't... Because every time you buy a Mac now, it has to have a minimum of eight terabytes of yeah. SSD. So I used to, when I had the Mac Pro, yeah. there were things that were not on the boot drive. Yeah. but That's a good idea. And, and with the Mac Studio, I didn't have everything on there because it was a desktop. It was literally screwed into the bottom of my desk. Yeah. But now that I'm one laptop only, I don't want to be in a situation where the th- the project I need or something I want to reference is not with me. That's a good point. There's four terabytes of stuff. Now, I'm assuming when this scan completes, the majority of this is your Dev and Think database. A lot of it is. Yeah. Although Do- it only says it's 170 gigs, which doesn't seem right. The, bi- the biggest single directory on this computer is my local copy of everything Relay FM has ever published. That's almost a terabyte. So here is a great, this is great. You don't need that on your, com- you do not need that on your computer. But if so I, you're, and then you're like, oh, uh, it has to be with me in case, I don't know where you think you are working. That's not in this exact room. I mean, so that could be elsewhere, oh, but, that's definitely. Just, but that's just a terabyte. Like that's not, I mean, that would let me live on a four terabyte machine, I guess. Yeah, but Apple.com. We don't have to talk about how much that. No, no, no. I just I like this idea of it's just a terabyte. I just want to see like this just like how much is just five hundred dollars. It's just five (laughs) hundred. Just you know, we throw them around. Okay, so so after that, my pictures folder is six hundred and thirty-four gigs. You have you have more you have more for yeah four hundred dollars Apple stuff than pictures of your three kids. Like in terms, of- uh, photos is bigger than my Devonthink database. Okay, but not. But the biggest single directory is the Relay FM archives. But yeah, wait, you, you I, I'm, I'm agreeing with Federico here. You were confused about this Devonthink database. You that didn't. You saying like that wasn't right to you because also you have a lot of video. So the video has been moved off of this machine 
onto my Plex server in the house. So you can move things off of a machine. Those I have. Why? That stuff's on YouTube. All of it. Almost all of it. And the stuff that you have on there is not available anywhere else, like on your own website? Uh, the stuff that I have like in Dev and Think in particular uh-huh. is collected from so many different sources. And a lot of it are sources I that aren't public. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, that those those all live in Dev and Think. But, but the biggest that's thing like is like 100 the, gigabytes, you said, right? The database folder is 170 gigs. What is that? Is there other stuff that it's pulling from? Mm-mm, it's all that. So that's 170 gigabytes, which could live on a one terabyte yes. computer very yeah. fine. So like, where is this? Where's the other? So the big thing uh, is RelayFM archives. Yeah, which you don't need on your computer, right? We can agree yeah. with that. And then it's like scattered to the wind. So See, it's like 500 it's like gigs here, 400 gigs there. Well, what is what is 400 gigs there? Like it's still four. <laughs> like uh, what? For what? <laughs> That is my folder of Apple software installers. A folder of Apple. Look, if I so if I got to boot one of these things, no, look, I need the. Other. I agree. I agree. You should have these things, right? But not on your computer. There but, you go. But if it's on an external drive, it has to be on a second external drive, or it's not backed up properly. I'm, well, I'm going to get. And to then I up, have a stack of drives on my desk. Now, when I had the Mac Pro, it was all internal, but now the Mac Pro is dumb. So you have a cabin full of computers. You can keep two external drives. Yes, this is this is an excellent point. Like I'm looking at your UPS, right? The yeah. the uninterruptible power supply. That's massive. That is like the size of a computer. I, I bought that to for the Mac Pro. Yeah. And it's still good. Oh my god, I've so, just realized so I, how I just funny this it. is. You have a UPS for a laptop. Yeah. It has its own battery and But stuff. the studio display doesn't, and the SSD, the external SSDs don't. So what? Ex- wait, whoa, hang on. There's external SSDs? There's you just said you didn't them. know that. But they're the backup what? drives. Right, so but why are the backup drives okay to live on the desk? We'll talk Ma- about this. Mike, Mike, look under the desk yeah. for me. Okay, I'm looking. Do you mean me to raise it up for you? No, I can see. How much stuff is in there? What do you like, mean? Like How many drives... Under the- does he have? Under the desk is very clean. There's just the UPS and there's an arrow okay. on top. On top of the desk, which is an odd choice, I think there's like three external drives. Two external drives, the Cal Digit, and my audio equipment. But like, why can't one of those be an eight terabyte SSD? That actually, in total, is twenty four terabytes of SSD. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> okay, we're just going to be talking about storage for like half an hour. Oh my God. What's on those twenty four terabytes? Okay. Wait. So you have eight terabyte SSD inside and twenty four terabytes of SSD just on the desk. Yes. <laughs> you have a problem. No. no <laughs> so no, no, no. See, this is this is too much, man. I mean, you are you are concerned about problems that don't exist. Let me explain what the external it. SSDs are. So there is an eight terabyte ssd that it is the nightly clone of the laptop so if the laptop falls in the river because i i am noticeably to me like nervous about having one computer because i've had two computers for such a long time and if the laptop was lost or stolen or you know fell in a pool like my desktop was safe and sound out here but with just the one computer i want to make sure it's it's backed up really thoroughly so the 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 eight terabyte volume which is a single eight terabyte drive is a nightly clone the bigger of the two cases is two eight terabyte SSDs that are one sixteen terabyte volume, and that's my time machine backup. So it's twice as big as the laptop. I'm sorry, but this this is and it's time time machine over SS, SSD is very fast. It's sweet. 
Nothing is gonna nothing is gonna have to require all these backups. If a tree falls through this office, it matters. No, you have stuff you have stuff in the cloud. You have backplace, you have Dropbox. I can understand having either time machine or a nightly cone, but to have everything happening all at once. And to think they are all in the same physical space as each well, other. Well, there are also drives that aren't here. Oh my god. That are backed up to about once a month. Steven, you're not I love you, but you're not running the MacBook of Joe Biden. <laughs> You don't have national security stuff on your computer. You don't know what I have in Devon, think. <laughs> it doesn't need to have six different backups. Yeah, there is a I feel like that there is like a time there is like a timeline of when people did this. And Steven has fought Steven's <laughs> advanced years over me and Federico means that he has fell yes. onto that timeline. So what ha- I can tell you what happened to me. Okay. In college, <laughs> you were hit tell, by ball tell us, tell us about your traumas. In, did you fall into a radioactive pot of I did. SSDs? I did. And you became Drive Man. In college, my power book had water spilled on it. And I lost basically all of my college work. Okay. okay. And when I walked through that trial of fire and water, I said, sure. never again will I lose data. Sure. This is all a great point. But you have gone to a length which is unnecessary but it lets me sleep at night and to be clear this actually doesn't help my case uh i was gonna say those ssds were in the mac pro so it's not like i bought them just for backup but i bought them for backup when they were inside the mac yeah. pro so but like there's been they've been upcycled the eight terabytes of ssd inside of your laptop we can all agree is too much right but you will you agree with this that it is too much i could get away with four yes because you're if half I trim using down. this right now yeah. you're not going to use this machine for more than another two years like you're just not you will upgrade it because that's who we all are you especially right you love to you love new Macs. yeah it's too much man it's too much like you've got what like five different backups Backblaze, Time Machine, Clone, and then the so the stem stuff is synced to Dropbox and other places. No, but then also this these like ones that you won't talk about that are put in a safe somewhere or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that, how many more are there? That's like a stack of spinning drives just to like cover all my. I don't. That is a real situation that needs more work. Federico, I wish you were in this room with me right now because this man is he he is brain is spinning as he's trying to explain this. It's so you, good. You <laughs> you have taken this. I, I'm very concerned because I knew you had a lot of storage and like thoughts about backups, but you have reached this sort of doomsday scenario point where you're like you're yeah. like those people who worry about the apocalypse and they start stacking up like canned food and stuff in case like an atomic event happens and they need to live underground for 20 years nothing is going to happen to your computer you are never going to use this computer for for more than two years because you're always going to get the new one you don't need to spend all this money your life would be easier if most of this stuff was on external drives because every time you buy a new computer it takes like a hundred days to transfer the data from one to the other. transfer did take a long time yeah I mean, really, I, in, in reflecting on this, I just really missed the Mac Pro because it was <laughs> sweet that all of it was just in the machine. Let me tell but you the about, new Mac Pro let me tell you about doesn't make any sense. But then why do you... What, but okay, so we come back to a thing that I brought up a long time ago. Why did you switch from the Mac Studio to the MacBook Pro? I, that's what I wanted to mention. I don't understand why 
Don't you have a Mac Studio? It will never make sense to me. I felt like there was never a reason at the time. It was, ne- and I still don't understand. I don't understand why and you did it. And it was never fully explained. Really, to us? Th- the reason was that I wanted to have the experience that that most people who use a Mac in a professional environment do, which is a laptop and an external display. And I hadn't done that since like twenty. 13 or 14 and so i thought it was time to with the m2 i thought it was time to to experiment with that again honestly other than sort of the mess of cables that you have to have and like the really overpriced caldigit ts4 that's sitting over there i feel like the experiment's been really successful like i like having everything on one machine i like that when i take it somewhere everything is with me like when i went to apple last week or this week we're at st jude every day but uh it does come with the nervousness of, oh boy, my whole life and job is all just in one place. So that's why the backups are there. So if I have to, if I have to like recover from something, I can do it pretty quickly. I think you should go back to Mac Studio. I think this Maybe. is a noble. This is a noble like I may uh, uh, idea, but like I be yeah. I, I want to see. I want to see what the M3 generation brings and make a decision. I feel like your role as Mac Power user. Yes. I understand why you would be like, all right, I want to have a MacBook Pro and a display like the majority of the listeners. But like, do you really feel like you learned anything from this experience, like specifically? You wanted to be a people person. You tried. It was a honest effort. The idea of being the everyman with the eight terabyte SSD inside I mean, of a MacBook that Pro. Does break down, <laughs> that does break down my argument. I will give you that. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you're like the meme of like the, you know with the with the dog being like they don't realize they don't know yet that I'm a dog and there, there's like sheep <laughs> around around the dog it's like <laughs> it's, 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 I get it as a thing you wanted to try but you should just embrace your true self and I think my true self probably is like a desktop and then a MacBook Air yeah yeah that's, that's what I do. Although I, I use a MacBook as a desktop, but I will one day buy yeah. the MacBook. Yeah, Studio. we talked about that. But like you have your 13-inch Air here. It's like, that's such a perfect laptop. It's the perfect laptop. That laptop you have, it's a 14-inch, right? 14, It's yeah. too big. When this thing is so perfect, and for all of the work that we do, no problem. Yeah. So we'll see where I end up. But that's kind of, that's that's the storage. The next thing in the outline it says laptop on a stand yeah this is madness laptop on a stand i don't understand it like this is the thing that i don't like right which is why i don't get it which is using the laptop screen as a second display it doesn't work for me like this the the size disparity between the two displays is massive so like i always felt like if i did this i would drag an app from one window to the next and it would just be a nightmare because it was always the wrong size completely well you need a good window management tool yeah, i would suggest that episode of mpu to you I, well no, I, <laughs> I, david gave me a private thing once and we went through moom together and yeah. like i look but it's still like that's too much of an aggravation for me mm-hmm. of like moving the things around and i do think it is just it looks weird on a desk it to takes me. some getting used to for me so i'm sitting in front of a studio display and the laptop is status. So on the left side is timery and the right side is reminders or whatever my to-do manager sure. is. And it's just like I can look over there and kind of get a status of my day and then move on. And even with the Pro Display XDR, which I had before, I, I didn't really have a place like 
I want to look over here and see what's going on. Now, I tried two studio displays and it was just too much. It was a too much for that desk in this office. It was too much. And so I that's a living at my brother's now. But if I do if I do go back to a desktop at some point with a studio display, I'll probably use an iPad or something as a sort of a status board. Because I do I do find that to be useful the way that I work. But yeah, I'm not like writing email over there and then coming back to the main display. Like the work is all happening on the studio display. This isn't something that I think needs to change. I just want to that's just like a thing. I don't like it. And I, I get just it. wondered how you felt about yeah, it. Yeah, it's not great. Now I don't care about actually I have promotion off on the MacBook Pro. Uh, the color stuff doesn't mean anything to me. Like I don't need it. And so I think some people would be bothered by, oh, the laptop screen's way better than the studio display. But in the ways that it's better, don't make a big impact in my life. So I'm okay with that. You know, it, it's better paired with a Pro Display XDR, but even then you don't have ProMotion. So uh, maybe at some point Apple will have an external display that matches the quality and the specs of the MacBook Pro, but it ain't there yet. Federico, did you have any additional questions for Steven? Uh, I have questions about apps. Um, the, the software, yes. the okay. software. I'm, I'm not fully sold on your choices. For starters, um, Overcast on the Mac. Only for checking that things publish. You, okay, you have your phone. You have your phone. Yeah, but it's like on the dock. You know, just, I can just oh, open Overcast on, on the Mac. Oh come on, why? It's like thirty centimeters away from you. Yeah, it's a long way no, away. You, maybe uh, you... I'm sorry, Federico. I, I have Overcast on my Mac too for this exact no, same no. reason. I know. I understand. I t- I 100 understand what you're saying, but I do it too. So the other thing I want to understand is why Mars Edit, both in the dock and the menu bar, and follow-up question, why don't you just blog from Safari or from... I really like Mars Edit, and I don't like writing in the okay. browser. That's probably the time I came up, you know? <laughs> like I would like to introduce you to our CMS. Yeah, but it's not for blogging <laughs> currently. <laughs> So don't you have, like, that's your text editor. You don't have a text editor like Obsidian or IA Writer. Like, you use more settings. For for longer things, I'll use IA Writer. But most of the stuff I write is not your, you know, iOS 17 review. And so I will just write in Mars Edit, save it locally, and then publish it when I'm ready. As far as it being both places, I... I realized that in the screenshot, I don't actually ever use it from the okay. menu bar, so I need to turn that off. But uh, I wanted my screenshot to be kind of as it was at the time. Uh, also in the menu bar, uh, you have some icons I don't understand. What's the first blue okay. one from the left? Let me let me pull up the screenshot because it may be different now. Dymo. Dymo. So that's that is the software for my label printer. And the only reason that's installed right now is because I've started uh, some preliminary stuff on the calendar fulfillment. And yeah, it just runs up there. And it's terrible and ugly. Also in the secondary menu bar, what's the Q icon? That's Quitter that Marco wrote that'll hide, hide or quit apps after a given amount of time. And what about this, the one on the left that looks like a letter C? Carbon copy cloner. So that's what I'm using to back okay. up each okay. night. Uh, and lastly, um, good links. In your doc. Yeah. That's your read later app or is it something else? It's my read later app. Okay. So uh, you also have it on your phone, iPad. Yep. Everywhere. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have, uh, I understand the thing about Overcast. That one thing is there. Um, the calendar icon is, that's fantastical, right? No, it's Apple Calendar. It's Apple Calendar? Are you using Apple Calendar or instead of Fantastic? Everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. Care to explain why? 
I just don't need a lot of the extra stuff Fantastical offers. And so there are yeah, a couple I'm, of things I'm I would... In the I'm in the same boat, but I thought I thought you were using Fantastical. I did like for a my... long time. And I think at some point in the last couple of years, I was like, let me try Apple Calendar again. And it, it was enough. So. so you're both using Apple Calendar? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Also, because now on iOS 17, you can just create a calendar event from Spotlight. And it's... Oh, that's yeah, cool. That's... Maybe at this point, I couldn't tell you why I'm using Fantastical, but I just am. The iPhone app in particular is really nice. It's very nice. Well, when it remembers what day you're on. Oh, It yeah. does that a lot. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and that's pretty much it for me. Ivory makes sense. Apple Notes. Uh, yep. what, do you, what do you put in Apple Notes that doesn't go... Everything. Well, everything that doesn't go into DevonThink, doesn't go into Day1, doesn't go into Mars Edit, doesn't go into Good Links. Okay. What is everything? So Notes is my like personal database. So I'm looking through it, right? There's stuff, there's personal stuff, like my list of medications okay. or upcoming trips. DevonThink is tech history, Solely. So some things start life in good links, and I say, oh, you know what? I'm actually going to save this to Dev and Think. And then, you know, day one is all feelings and dream, mostly my dream journal. And uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like I, I don't have as much overlap as I used to. I used to really struggle with that. Like, what's a note? What's a file? And I've kind of, that's sort of settled down for me. I have uh, currently 438 notes in Apple Notes, by the way. How many? 438. Okay. Well, that's it for me. I think that's fair. I mostly just wanted to talk about your storage, which I feel like I've done effectively. I think we'll look back on this episode knowing Stephen as a very expensive one. Yeah, I've been exposed. I could feel from the audio the moment when you realized. The embarrassment is strong. But, but like the moment you realized that you really should go back to a desktop <laughs> computer. Oh, yeah, that yeah. too. You could, feel, you could feel the money leaving your wallet from this episode. Honestly, like... <laughs> If it weren't for the the Mac Studio aside, which I sold for this experiment, and I sold a MacBook Air too. I basically cut co- I mean, I covered the cost of this MacBook Pro by selling those machines. But I loved the Mac Pro, but the values of the Intel one were sinking so fast, I couldn't keep it. Like like I was lo- burning money each month that it stayed around. Um, and it's just a shame the new one isn't isn't that interesting. Well, there's a, there's another computer out there for you, which is good. The Mac Studio is a great fit. So, Kate and Discord has made a good point. The screensaver that you're using and the images here and your desktop wallpaper, these will all be part of the package that are available to people who donate $60 or more to the St. Jude campaign at stjude.org slash relay. That's Back right. Courtesy of James Thompson and Jelly. I think that does it for this week. If you if you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, and look, y'all, if y'all have not read Federico's review, call on sick tomorrow to work, and go, you don't deserve this it. podcast. Yeah, if you haven't listened, if you haven't read Federico's review, or listen to it, you could fire up that thing in Safari and just listen to it. Today, yeah. Mike yeah. discovered that Safari can read to you, but then he didn't know how to turn it off. What did you end up doing? Uh, <laughs> I force quit Safari. That didn't do it, and then I found the play. It was just in the play controls. Yeah. So Federico, I started playing it and closed the article, and it still kept going, kept which wasn't what I was expecting to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah. It becomes like a like a source of like it goes into now playing like music. I also found out today that there are regional British accents for Siri and I've changed my Siri to voice to a northern British accent. 
the British ac- accents now are so good in Siri. Like I really struggled to uh to choose the one that I ended up going with. So where are we, Siri? This was the one I had. I'm Siri. Choose the voice you'd like me to use. Which is just very like, that's like an adaptation of how Siri has always sounded. And then I heard this one, which I really loved. Hi, I'm Siri. Choose the voice you'd like me to use. Which is a very London-based accent. And then this is the one I ended up going with. Okay. Hi, I'm Siri. Choose the voice you'd like me to use. Because I like that she says it like, Siri. Oh, that's I'm fun. Si- I'm Siri. I like that. That's fun for me. Siri. Hi, I'm Siri. Choose the voice you'd like me to use. It's really good. <laughs> That's fun. So That's it fun. didn't initially read to me as a Northern English accent, but then when I started having it read your review to me, it was clearer. Maybe I could do that too, so people can get the full experience and go to Mac Stories. And iPad OS 17. The Mac Stories Review. By Federico Vitixicep 18, 2023. 10 o'clock CDT. In the year when the vision is elsewhere, what do you get the OS that has everything? Well, last year was weird. For the first time since I started writing annual reviews of Apple's two mobile operating systems. There you go. So that to me reads as a, as a Northern English accent and I love it. And now I'm very happy to have this as my Siri voice. So links are in your podcast player and they're on the web at relay.fm slash connected slash 468. There you can join and get Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. You can find all of us online. You can find Mike on a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM and his work over at Cortex Brand. He's iMike on Threads you permit me one, and iMike uh, at Mike.Social on Macedon. The subtlety and sweater is back at CortexBrand.com. and We've added a lightweight hoodie. It's available until October 10th, CortexBrand.com. Can I just say for a second, you promoted the Kickstarter for like a month in a row. That's true. To be fair, to be fair, he has a point. In fact, I haven't promoted anything because I don't have any any physical product. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So That's fair. I feel like I could get one. Maybe you know? I should turn it into. Maybe I should turn it into a physical. I would book. very much like that. No. When did you fi- When did you finish writing and editing it? The night before. That's. That's a real fast turnaround for yeah, a printed book. you could do it as like people could buy it and then you could just like ship it to them when it's done, you know? I should do like a collection of leather bound reviews, but you cannot do leather anymore. So I should do a collection of fine woven bound <laughs> Fine woven. <laughs> the Encyclopedia Federicia, you know? I would love it. I would genuinely <laughs> enjoy physical iOS review books. I think that would be fun. You can find the non-physical version of it at macstories.net. There's a lot of great coverage. Of course, I think we'll be talking about Sonoma next week. So keep an eye out for John's review. We'll be talking about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Poor Sonoma's John. next week. I feel and, bad for John. And we, we did not talk about TVOS. So there's a TVOS review I know, coming. right? Someone's going to have to do that. Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I have yet to install TVOS 17 on a device. Yesterday, when I upgrade, Jason was like, oh, and there's continuity cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah he called about me. That. He was on his couch. Really? It was great. I have a lot of work to do. I, I am going to do it. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it will happen. Okay. I will do Maybe it. Maybe we'll give you a couple weeks. Yeah, I don't know when gotta it's going to happen. You got to fly home next week. Yeah. You can find Federico on Mastodon at Vitici at MacStories.net. 
You can find my writing over at 512pixels.net, and I host Mac Power Users here on Relay FM each and every Sunday. You can find me on threads as ISMH86, and I'm ISMH at eWorld.social on Mastodon. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Indeed, Electric, and Factor. Until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.